I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod, joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Sunday afternoon, ready to do some podcast and find us everywhere you find podcasts. Search the Black Guy Who Tips, check out our YouTube channel, check out our crowdcast.io channel, um, the website. All that stuff is in the show notes. Uh, helps us out when you like things, share things, and especially when you leave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. The official weapon of the show is... The faux chair. And the unofficial sport. Bullet ball. At Bullet Ball Extreme. Um, and today I think it's going to be just kind of a talking episode, you know. Um, uh, there's things I want to talk about. There's things that happen in the world. And I didn't necessarily organize it into articles and stuff. So it'll be a little bit conversational. Um, I guess first of all, Karen, do you have any banter before I get started on just talking about regular stuff? Mm, no, I mean, I, I guess I kind of do, yes. Okay. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vital signs all appear normal, appear normal. But how do you feel? Feeling the quality of a thing as you part us through touch. I have been called vision. Karen, go ahead and banter us. Yeah, yesterday we um, went for a walk on the new trail uh, we kind of been talking about, and it was mm. fun. It, w- it was fun because every time we go, it- it's big and it's long and it stretches kind of all, I won't say all across the county, but I think that's eventually the goal. You know, they like building in certain parts and I think they're connecting and stuff. The whole county? Wow. Yeah, because it's a big old trail, like it's in yeah. Pineville. And then, you know, I heard it's going to be like up, up, uh, up, up. I-, I knew it was going through the city. I Yeah, that's that's wild. Yeah. Right. And so they kind of just slowly building in certain areas and just having them kind of connect. And so it's really cool. Um, in the trail and when you get to a certain point you'll see signs that like have like roads and neighborhoods and stuff like that because some of these some of the trails are like uh connected to like whole ass neighborhoods and i can tell they're still building because as we was going through the trail you would see people just randomly come out of nowhere on like a gravy pa- uh like a rocky path and i was like oh they must be coming from like a neighborhood coming into the trail well, i think part of some of the trail is off off so we walk on the concrete 
like the area where it's paved and it's for people to ride bikes and, and walk. There's also some um some off trail stuff they have. Oh. Some paths for people to walk through like the woods and stuff. I noticed that too. Oh. So I think okay. some of them may be coming from there. Okay. Because um, they on, like onto the paved path. Yeah, yeah they might okay. they like going off off the paved path and then onto the not paved path. So Okay. I think that's where they were coming from. Okay, I didn't know that. And so it's been cool kinda walk in and see a new area and be like, let's see where that goes. And so we found one way. We was like, oh, where did that go? They just basically take you back to the main road. And you was like, oh, okay. And so it was actually a really fun and brisk walk. And I like walking around and seeing stuff. And, you know, I know these are things that I've seen before, but it's just a little different when you're on a trail. Like we were seeing like geese and I think those were geese. Geese, ducks. We ducks. saw some mallards. Yeah, ducks, uh, saw some ducks. And, the green mallard ducks. We didn't. I don't think we saw any geese. Okay. Uh, or like swans or any of those. No. But we did see some ducks. Mm-hmm. And uh, 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 being outside, it's just really serene. It's just, it's really really peaceful to walk that path. Just to be outside and the uh, uh, bikers are like uh, biking around you. It's very uh, biker uh, friendly as far as like bikes. And we normally. Um, go like uh doing like off times but we went like uh saturday at, at like 10 or 11 and like it was family and kids we had to park across the street and stuff so it was still a a, a fun walk and a good a good little walk a good adventure and sometimes i'm walking i'm like i, I want to just sometimes i'll be like i want to see where this goes to but i gotta remember this carrying this long ass trail turn your ass around <laughs> but i do like getting out there walking with you and shit <laughs> yeah i mean my trainer has me walking for like certain periods of time like okay you need to do 30 minutes you need to do 45 minutes you need to do whatever right so whatever direction we take when we branch off i basically just have my eye on my on my watch okay because you keep it when i get about you know halfway through the time or a little over halfway i'm like okay probably time to turn around Mm -hmm. because i I, the thing is i have to anticipate when i'm gonna be tired and Mm, not okay you don't want to be so i don't i don't want to turn around when i'm tired because then i'm gonna take forever to get back to the car right so i want to turn around when i still feel like i'm getting my second win and then when i'm hitting the car that's when i'm like Whew. And that's that, that, that was like exactly how I felt the last two times we went. That and that's true. I I I I did. By the time we got to the car, you know, and for me, I am not really a sweater, if that makes sense. So for me to actually sweat, I have to really be kind of exhausting energy. Well, also the um what I think can be uh, kind of fool you on the way out like when you get out the car and start taking the trail it's downhill most of the way yeah and downhill is uphill on the way back so <laughs> i don't need like be, yeah when you have that wind behind your back you feel like oh this is easy i'm gonna do this all day it's like on that way back and you you go like man how did we really go this far downhill <laughs> yeah. on the way here and i had to say left foot right foot left foot right foot <laughs> yeah so i mean that's a good workout it's a good exercise but it also you know i try to be mindful of that on the way on the walk down so that's why that's why i I, even though i feel like i could go further i'm like let me stop and turn around because i'm not gonna feel that way on the way back and matter of fact i'm pretty sore because we did a lot of leg work friday a lot of squats and a bunch of just a bunch of leg stuff she taught me mountain climbers all this shit and i need to do it two more times this week and normally i take off saturday we don't do anything and then sunday i i lift weights monday cardio tuesday lift weights wednesday cardio thursday off training you know 
But this week, I, 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 because we did something yesterday, I'm going to take today off and I'm just not doing anything. And then tomorrow I'm going back to lifting and doing because also the gym won't be as crowded. So, yeah, it's, you know, got just trying to be mindful of that stuff. But thank I appreciate you going on the walk with me. I always wanted to go out there and check that area out. So yeah, and, I, and I'll, I'll s- probably be doing that during lunch or you know yeah whenever i do cardio i'll probably do that from now on yeah, and outside walking is my jam i uh remember years ago it's something that i i used to do like a lot i used to uh walk with the old school walkman with a tape flipped double side you didn't have to change it i was fancy y'all it auto flipped I, I i had a fucking motherfucker tape memorized i was starting at the beginning i would let it loop one time flip i knew i was halfway through my walk session <laughs> I probably walk like four, five miles every single time I hit that trail. And so um, I kind of miss doing that. And um, I don't know if I will ever get up to that distance and that pace because I was a lot younger then. But it's just something about being outside. It, I, I, I don't mind inside, but outside is, is kind of, it could be more challenging. It's not as, sometimes inside the air could be stale. Sometimes it's inside enough things breathing or moving across your body you know and things like that so i mean it's different things for different people inside of course has a controlled environment so mm-hmm. when it's 90 degrees outside i prefer to be inside I, uh, I less agree. distractions um you know you can really get in the zone put your headphones on walk you, you know you're safe you don't need to be so worried about your surroundings True. um like when when we walk Together, I normally have uh, my smaller headphones, and I have it so that I can hear things outside of it. When I go walking in the gym, I'll turn on the noise cancellation, throw on the beats. Yeah. So, you yeah, know, it's I, just just different things for different people. And that, that, that's true. That's true, yeah. Because if, yeah, if, yeah, if I'm indoor, I'll just turn it. Like, I'm, I'm like you. I'll just turn everything up and just don't pay attention. Because, like you said, I'm in an indoor control, quote-unquote, environment. Ain't no rend- ain't nothing, quote-unquote, random going to happen too much other than somebody not paying attention and running to me or something like that. But other than that, not really going to have any problems. So I, 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 I get that. I understand both. Uh, my just personal preference is just outside. Yeah. Um, And I've really been enjoying that. And uh. uh uh, water bottles because uh, we have water bottles but i need to get something to hold mine when we're walking and things like that so i just won't have my hands tied yeah, I, bought, up. I bought the same thing i got there's like water bottle carriers it took a while for me to find one that i liked but i really like the one i got so i got you the same one it should be here today or tomorrow cool so i'm, I'm looking forward to that so when walking i can just kind of sling it over to the side but it's just hold it in my hand because my thing is i'm scared i'm gonna drop it or something like that or break it because mm-hmm. it's, it's one of the ones that kind of keep track of your water intake and shit like that so yeah i, I was like i don't want to uh, uh uh have to replace it so i you know so it so i kind of walk with it a little softer than i normally would if i'm just walking without actually caring about it, you know bump you know bump it on your hip in inside the package mm-hmm. uh that and uh, uh we probably end up talking about this for the nerd off but crunchy roll i need for y'all to get y'all motherfucking act together the apps fucking sucks you bought funimation and your app goddamn sucks i i, I want to watch shit and i want to binge but your motherfucker skipping like a 1980s goddamn cd player uh, uh, a dvd blu-ray player that shit fucking sucks because you're watching and all of a sudden it'd be like mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. i have to fuck i've reset that tv i don't know how many times i think it's motherfucking app because it's on both of the goddamn tvs we'll probably talk about this more on the nerd off but get your motherfucking app together fucking crunchy roll because when you're in america you know most of the apps that you want to watch rolls through crunchy roll because y'all bought your competition 
uh, Funimation. So sometimes I'm like, well, I wait till the shit come on Netflix or somebody else because I can stream on the other apps. I can watch nine shows in a row without fucking resetting the TV and shit like that. At least Netflix asks me, am I here? Versus Netflix just be like, mm-mm, I don't, I'll separate for the TV. It's fucking annoying. Because I have been on an anime kick lately, and it, it just drives me nuts. Back there in the room, having to refresh and reset and reconnect to that goddamn app. Get your shit together if you're going to buy your competition. Okay. All That's right. it. That's all I want to say. That, that, I just want to get that off my chest because it was goddamn annoying. Because this weekend, I'd be like, oh, I want to watch some anime. And just it, just the skipping this shit, it's just been getting on my nerves. Okay. All right. Understood. Um... You know, I respect that. Um, <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, I, I hear what you're saying. I, 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 let me let me get to my banter. It's, it's less banter and more like current topics, current events. Um, so Tyler Perry put out his movie Mea Culpa. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I do plan on watching it at some point. Um, just because uh, I like that mess, I don't. I don't pretend to be too good for it. It is mess. I don't pretend to be bad, better than everybody else. I'm not even gonna watch it with my arms folded. I know it's bad. Okay, it's like motherfuckers eat pizza at 3 a.m. I, I know that's not what that's not ideal. You know what I mean? But that's what the fuck I knew. It's not like I got tricked into eating the pizza. No, people like to act like they get tricked into Tyler Perry. Right. And I, I, in defense of Tyler Perry, I guess, or maybe explaining Tyler Perry as a phenomenon, you know, I feel like we go through this once or twice a year whenever he puts out something. But I have to reiterate and give him his credit because, one, he stays in his lane. He's not really occupied with uh, – he's not really occupied with trying to be everything to everybody. And – as much as people applaud black excellence, I applaud black mediocrity. I don't think black people need to be excellent. We don't need to be twice as good. At everything. I actually think it does. It serves us well to see there are some black people whose shit we're like, that shit's mediocre, and they still getting everything they need out of life. Right. Love it. Love, love it. it. Um, I know people within my family that love Tyler Perry stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't hate them. Mm-hmm. I don't think. I don't think ill of them. I don't think down on them. I love them. So... I I will never be one of these people that denigrate the folks that enjoy watching Tyler Perry stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they black. Many of the stuff, many of the things that are that they enjoy are made for black women of a particular Southern religious uh, upbringing. And so I fuck with them. So how I'm gonna be like? But just but this nigga, nah, don't bother me. Um, I've always said he's the black he's the black Adam Sandler Adam Sandler's the white Tyler Perry Um, except Adam Sandler never has to worry about the representation of carrying Jewish people on his back right no one really cares if he wants to like just do films with his friends or just like a his his group of people that he sees and goes i just want to keep messing going i want to go on vacation with chris rock and we'll also film a movie like no one's bothered by that Mm -mm. of course there's the you know the obvious stuff that tyler perry does like black actors that typically do not and cannot find work and definitely when they find work don't get a lot of eyeballs on their project projects he finds them at that time whether he's sensing a void in the market which is fine by me white people shouldn't be racist if they right. don't, if y'all don't want to see these actors feeling like i better do this tyler perry movie 
then white people shouldn't be racist. Trevante Rose should be, get a better agent, pick better parts. Because when he did the Mike Tyson biopic, y'all didn't watch that shit. Right. You know, when he's done other movies since, uh, like, people keep being like, well, why can't he just keep doing, like, Moonlight all the time? It's like, he's done shit since Moonlight. Y'all ain't watching it. The right. last thing he did that y'all watched was Bird Box. Right. And he was in that shit for 20 minutes. Um, so Trevante Rose was on the on the on the floor. He was on the cutting room floor of a lot of projects and stuff. Tyler Perry goes, you know what? Black women want to see this man naked, and uh, I got the cameras, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure it happened, and it happened. Yeah, super serve your audience, right? Um, so that's another thing. But the thing that he's figured out that I think escapes a lot of people that doesn't get talked about. And I'm, I'm and I've been thinking about it all morning. I think he's the only black director who is making tentpole black stuff. Like tentpole. I don't mean like oh this is like I don't mean it in a way of saying like um Ava DuVernay is not making tentpole. I, what I mean is black there's a lot of black people who appreciate and respect Ava DuVernay's work that won't go see it. They sure will not. It's too tragic, it's too brutal, it's uh-huh. too this, whatever, right? There's people that respect Issa Rae but see her see her work as for a certain type of black person. Mm-hmm. They don't see it as a check it out anyway situation. Mm-mm. What Tyler Perry has figured out that these other black creatives have not, and I'm not saying it as any level of them lacking or not being able to do it. They just haven't hit on it yet. They figured out a way to get, he's figured out a way to get everyone in the room. Even the people that hate him feel like if they don't watch and comment on this, then they are missing out on a cultural moment. Yes. If I could, I cannot count how many times I I saw Facebook this weekend, the last three to four days, and it's just been people going, ugh. About to put on Mayor Copa. I'm going to put all my comments here. No one forced them. Mm-hmm. No one was asking them. No one was recommending it because everyone who's watching is saying it's bad and don't go watch it. So you're doing it because you you don't want to miss out on a cultural moment, a shared community moment that he is capable of doing once every two years or some shit. He dropped one of these movies and everyone's talking about it in black spaces i as much as we wish cast all these other people doing it they ain't doing it and i mean i love their work y'all didn't watch rap shit no y'all did not that's just facts it's just facts that's why i got canceled you're right you know and i'm not even saying that's why i got canceled because that's because people don't watch a lot of stuff that don't get canceled atlanta never had a big audience like half the people you know but the thing with atlanta was people that like hate donald glover and want to shit on him a lot of them just were like i I won't be watching right with tyler perry they they still make the effort to watch it they're like i'm going to watch this shit (laughs) period um a lot of at this point even the creatives that came into the game as the anti-tyler perry's i'm not like him i'm better than him i'm gonna make content one they haven't found as much success Two, they mostly came up and jumped into a pipeline that required white gatekeepers to keep launching their stuff. And as Issa Rae is attesting to, and I'm this ain't shade of Issa Rae. Y'all know she's bae and my fave. But even Issa Rae's like, I got to build my shit outside the system. This is fucking insane. Yes. I'm having successful shows canceled. 
I'm being told, you know, like my stuff doesn't work when I know it fucking does. Mm-hmm. That Tyler Perry doesn't have to deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I also find it to be patently ridiculous to people that think he's running a charity over there because he's not. It's still business, right? Even when he helps black people out and get, they're doing work. He's not helping them out like, hey, man, here's some money. Not that he doesn't do charity. He does a lot of charitable stuff. But I'm just saying, he, the work of the film is not charity. It is a business proposition. It is spend this much money, make this much money, rinse, recycle, repeat. What I think is interesting is the people that shed on him, you know, that put in their trailers, I, I ain't no Tyler Perry. This ain't Tyler Perry. This ain't Medea. How many of them ended up losing shit because they came up through the white pipeline pipeline that that said hey we're gonna give you the money to do your projects because you're not like tyler perry but we need to get that black diversity because we see what tyler perry's making over there and we would like some of that black money so come your black ass over here and make dear white people oops we canceled it yeah we canceled it why well, why did you cancel it i mean these numbers say people are watching what what i'm doing these numbers say we do have some support if tyler perry got these numbers all he got to do is subtract it from his budget and there he there's his profit there's no white person to say this was not successful if he does medea if he does boo a medea halloween part three i'm my black and be there. the box office says oh it made 200 million and he's like, cool, I made it for $10 million. No one can go, well, the projection said, Disney said, even though it made two hundred, that they expected it to make five hundred. so this is not successful. We're going to have to make this a write-off. All he's doing is the distribution through, like, New Line Cinema or whatever. It's, he has built something that people are extremely jealous of, do not understand, and feel entitled to it at the same time. The last one being the most ridiculous one because if you don't like his work, you don't watch his work, why the fuck would he ever go, well, I guess I should hire some writers, I should give away my studio, and I should just let, I should get completely out the way, stop being a creative person at all, and just let Jordan Peele come in and, and handle everything over here. I don't know why the fuck people feel that way, but that's insane. We would not ask anyone else to do that. And it's also ridiculous. Well, I wish he would just hire writers and stuff. He going to hire Tyler Perry writers to write Tyler Perry ideas, to make Tyler Perry quality stuff. You're not going to get what you think out of him creating a writing house or whatever the fuck. He seems like a control freak, and I'm not saying you can't complain about that. I'm not, I mean, I think there's a lot of stuff with him that is extremely valid complaints. So, this isn't the defense in that way. But all I'm saying is, show me the people that figured out how to do this better than he figured out how to do it. I'd love to see somebody, I mean, they're all trying, but like, I, like, I love Abbott Elementary. White people could come in next year and be like, we decided this ain't successful. What the fuck? No, nah, we have the numbers. We, we've we seen so many black things like that happen when we're relying on some white outlet. The CEO changes hands. The company gets merged. Next thing you know, all the black shit gone. DEI teams fired like fuck. Gone. So I don't know, man. I don't find um, 
I don't, I, I mean, one is tired. You know, I'm not making a typical excuse, which, or a typical defense, which most people will try to, don't even write in if you think I'm just going, but he hires black people because I didn't say that. It's not that it don't count. It do count. It do matter. But that's not even my fucking point. I'm just saying he has every reason to feel his track record is unassailable when it comes to super serving an audience and um, getting the money that it takes to do that. And he filled a vacuum that even other black creators haven't been able to find a way to fill that vacuum. Black Other black folks make a certain type of art for a certain type of black person. He found a way to be like lowest common denominator. And I use that in quotes because I don't believe that. Mm-mm. But he found a way to go. Matter of fact, better wording. He found a way to go. If I appeal to the average black person, I'll appeal to all black people. Because even if the average black person hates, like even if it's a person that hates my work, they don't hate black people. Right. And black people are talking about it. So they will go watch so they can contribute to what black people are talking about. Many won't even watch and will still contribute to the conversation. That's a tent pole situation. Yes. Nobody else is doing that right now. You know, so before you get all fixed to be mad at him, look around and be like, this shit was hard to do and no one else got it like that. Um, that was another point I was going to make about him too. Um, I'm drawing a blank on, but yeah, it's just, I feel like, in this discussion a lot of stuff just gets lost um yeah go ahead. and as somebody who like i said th- there's certain tyler perry stuff that i love like me and roger love the medea booze like we seen the first one we seen the second one if he comes out with the third one bitch i'm there halloween mm-hmm. that's my motherfucking jam and uh, i enjoy them and they are fun to watch to me and I agree with you. Black people ought to have the right to watch shit this pointless, shit this mindless. It ain't got to be taken seriously. It ain't got to be a goddamn documentary. It ain't got to be eyes on the prize. We ain't got to be in whips and chains. Like, you know, but we need all this to be made. But like you said, it's very frustrating when you talk to people and uh, black people claim that black people are not a monolith, but these same black people would turn around and be like, if it isn't the shit that I'm into, this shit should not exist at all. And I 100% push back towards that. I mean, I just push back on it because it's very, very frustrating because he has super served his audience, which is fine. You know, any shit that you love, you want to be super served in it. You know, and the thing is, and also what what kills me from probably on the outside looking in, it's also a lot of misogyny mixed up in it because they all because his audience, his core audience is black women. So a lot of times when people attack it, you actually attacking his audience, which is black older it come, black women. It comes and it comes from both sides, right? Because people will say, "Well, he has a lot of misogyny in his movies," which I mean, I think people need to examine both sides of that because. One, illustrating misogyny isn't the same as having misogyny, although I think obviously everyone has it. So there's no director you're going to be able to be like, but that motherfucker right there never had no misogyny in their movies because it's more than likely it's going to, you know, you break down anything that it's movies imitating life, life imitating movies. Like, right. like people that say shit like black men are the weakest link or, uh, you know, black men are the white people, black people or, um, you know, uh, gender wars, you know. His movies illustrate gender wars and all that shit probably better than anything. Um, probably, uh, if if anything, you think more, uh, and there are, there's a lot of black men who don't like his movies because they show black men a lot of times in bad lights. 
it's some ain't good some ain't shit nigga dragging down some up and coming good black woman yes and and it's over and over but if it wasn't relational people wouldn't watch it no they would not the audience is black women so maybe those black women all have their own hang-ups about misogyny and shit. right but whatever's happening it's not like he's like the argument people people make it sound like when they call this stuff misogynistic they make it sound like there's this audience of incel black men who keep him afloat no it's black women so it, it, it could be internalized misogyny it could be some type of blind spot or whatever but all i know is that the people watching it are the people that people claim are being discriminated against so it's hard it's he's a conundrum he just doesn't loosely fit into any neatly fit into any box um and also i think there's a lot of people that get enjoyment out of dragging his shit they don't want to say it right so they try to act like they're above it but it's like you watch it to drag it some of the people that love it like myself i watch it to drag it like I don't be watching it like this is cinema. I'll be watching it like I don't think there's any tea in the cups of the background actors in this diner scene. That's why I watch it. And I just don't pretend that I'm above it like I'm I can't believe he did that. No, I was hoping and looking for some bad wigs. I would probably be let down if I really turned if I tuned in to watch some Tyler Perry shit and it was great. Like I couldn't even knock it. I would just straight up be like, yeah, um, that was a letdown for me because I don't come here for that, Tyler. You goddamn know it. Okay. Now you get in there and you throw some bad wigs on these motherfuckers. <laughs> and you make sure that dark skinned black man ain't shit. <laughs> yes. You know what we know. came for. Right. And that's the thing. Everything we consume is problematic. Everything we consume. Everything we consume has a problem, an issue. Somebody fucked up acted in it. Somebody fucked up directing in it. Somebody fucked up did something fucked up somewhere. You know, we live in a fucked up world and a fucked up society. So people, you know, we're flawed. I I think also this is just the ultimate. This is like a generational divide for me. Like, I, I think I'm firmly Gen X when I talk about these type of things because of how I view media. And I, I call it like the Tumblrization of media because uh, Tumblr was very famous for this. And it was one of the reasons I only looked at butts on Tumblr. I wasn't there for no commentary because I, I found it to be what I would consider ridiculous. But and I feel like the Tumblr and the, the, the Gen Z and, and millennial generations, they look at media that shows you a problem as having that problem. Right. I disagree and i'll never i've thought about this many a million times i'll never agree it's just it is it's in my dna i think showing racism isn't being racist right i think uh, a comedian even making a uh illustration of how ridiculous racism is is not i don't feel traumatized triggered or whatever people do you know if a movie alludes to Trayvon Martin being killed I don't feel like you re-victimized me I'm like no that is art you're using it for a purpose you didn't say hey I think it's funny that Trayvon was killed you didn't say that you didn't make light of it you and your paintbrush is your paintbrush so I think we have I just and I and uh, this isn't even disrespecting those people that feel that way no I'm saying I see it so differently we couldn't even have a conversation on it no nope. because when they say that to me I'm like I don't accept your premise that uh showing a man that is misogynistic is the same as well obviously you're misogynistic showing a character that uh 
is abusive doesn't make me go well clearly you love abuse but that definitely switched in my lifetime to people some people believing that um but yeah i wish people would you know have a little self-awareness and go i actually like dragging this shit i'm glad he came out with something Mm -hmm. new so we could drag it together because i see them they're commiserating they're having a good time um doing that shit and i wish they could be honest about that stuff and and i do too and also like i say people can consume whatever they want to consume and critique it however they want to critique it but also have to realize no matter how much you don't like it that somebody loves that shit it's their motherfucking jam and no matter what you do or how you feel or how much you say it ain't shit you're not going to change those people's mind. And those people will always show up for that, for the work of art, whatever that work of art is. Yeah. And they, and, and, and just like you have the right to say it's a problem with it. They have the right to enjoy and consume it. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's, it is what it is, man. I just, like I said, the thing that I found interesting is all these motherfuckers that have better ideas for how to do it. None of them can do it. Mm-mm. None of them. No. Why has no other, and, at some point, we have to admit that part of the problem is the audience and us. You know what I mean? Like, we have a lot of people that have made money off of being the anti-Tyler Perry, but when it comes to making something black people will watch, they ain't figured it out yet. Not not consistently, you know? Maybe they can figure out some combination of enough white people and enough black people will watch it, but, like, just a strictly, like, like, I'm putting this on BET. It's for us. They ain't figured that one out yet. Mm-mm. You know, the struggle is real. They and, and even a lot of those people that try to do what he did and go to BET, they should get canceled. Because yeah. black people love lying about what the fuck we want to watch. We love. Yes, we do. I think it's because of white supremacy and we're in the white gaze. We're always focused on like everything we do need to be uplifting and teach a lesson. And what does this say about us? And so we start talking about that in our criticism of things. And now you can't do shit in black stuff. You can't fuck. You need to pull out condoms. You can't, you can't curse. You can't say the N word. You can't, it's like all this shit is just a bunch of rules you can't do. And he's one of the people that prove I can do what the fuck I want to. If I just make something black people will watch, not even something that everyone needs to approve of just something that people will watch because Everyone else got a better game plan and no eyes on it. Just canceled after canceled after canceled. You know, black. it's like when black people say shit like they watch the BET Awards. And then they go, man, I mean, I'll I watch it. But, like, how come they can't put on some educational shit? And I have to inform them, one, it is educational it, shit on BET. It is. You don't watch it. Nope, it's news. All the shit you claim, it's over there, bitch. Yeah, they, they did have that stuff. You didn't watch it and got canceled. TJ Holmes used to have a news show on there yes he did y'all didn't watch it it Mm -hmm. is what it is this is not a judgment of you it's a judgment of the hypocrisy of lying and acting like we want everything to be so highbrow we have highbrow shit you know people don't necessarily tune in for it at the rate that it would take and it normally takes some white people liking it for it to continue to exist i love atlanta i felt like it was for black people by black people but if white people didn't fuck with that show it wouldn't have got no four seasons it just wouldn't no it wouldn't have and 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 a lot of that wasn't them watching it was a lot of critical positive ratings that helped atlanta it wasn't necessarily like oh because this shit is appointment viewing every every week it wasn't for a lot of people it's hard yeah it's hard and it's also 
one of the things where you talk about like black people lying to themselves like they said when what years ago when they tried to to you know to ban porn for like pay-per-view was a big ass court case about that and a lot of the cable companies came back with like real numbers and real statistics without people's names and shit attached to it and they go yeah 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 we hear what you're saying but our numbers show the motherfuckers is watching this shit and they buying this shit so they just might not be quote-unquote bold enough and might not want to be shamed for it so they're not coming out and saying anything. I feel like this about a lot of black shit and particularly Tyler Perry shit. If we was to actually just look at numbers, which we see a lot of times of numbers statistics, Mayor Copeland came out as much as Nicholas complained. That shit is number one on motherfucking Netflix. Every time a Madea boo-hoo, anytime he put out some shit, it'd be like, it's number one. It's number one for the box off. It's number one. So motherfuckers are lying. They're lying because, because I can't speak for nobody else. But if I don't like your shit, I don't consume your shit. And, and it's not like, cause someone in the chat said, we don't have to pre- pretend that the work he creates is more than what it is. Who's doing that? Who's doing that? We certainly haven't done that. Mm-mm. You know, nobody, nobody's doing that. Like I, even the people that like his stuff aren't telling you like how it's brilliant art. Right. They just, they, uh, here's, here's what matter of fact, this is what I was thinking about earlier. You know, who owes him a lot Tubi. Tubi. How many motherfuckers? I have never watched a Tubi movie. Me either. Just and that's not a because I'm not. better than y'all. I just I don't I don't want to pay for the service or whatever. Like I didn't download it, but I've never watched a Tubi movie. But the advertisement I get for most Tubi stuff, and I know there's other stuff on there, but it's my friends being like, "Look at this ratchet bullshit. Look at this low budget bullshit." The clips I see that go viral is look at the bad special effects. Look at the horrible acting. Yes. but it is black. It is black. Every time they show me a clip, it's some black shit. Black people independently making bad shit. And I say, you know who they owe? Tyler Perry. Because we'll watch bad black shit. Tubi figured it out. To the tune of literally being able to afford to license triple a title movies you can go on there and watch the batman and shit Mm -hmm. because they figured out a way to get enough people's motherfucking money off of bullshit. And so I'm like, we we can't pretend like this motherfucker didn't figure something out like his imprint on the game didn't float a lot of ships he personally didn't float a lot of ships and meaning that he's not bringing up people through the tyler perry studio program so they can branch out and start their be their own title. he's not even doing that which uh to some extent i've always kind of liked about him honestly because i think a lot of motherfuckers do this mentorship shit and it don't be working out and it's just rife with abuse and fucked upness um but that's for another conversation Mm -hmm. but he's like i'm in it for me i i'm a control freak that made his own vision and i don't want to hear what y'all better ideas are my ideas are the ones that are proven to work and i'm gonna do them till no one watches it anymore i agree and he continues people continue to watch but Tubi, i feel like wouldn't be the imprint of black bullshit that it is without tyler perry coming through first and being like hey man what matters most is if black people are watching not whether or not it's giving them the highest needs and all right whether it's meeting the yeah none of that shit black excellence is cool but you know what's cooler people watching your shit laughing at it and being like oh my god they already made a dumbass movie about the girl who lied about seeing the baby 
They made that movie in three days and put it on fucking Tubi and motherfuckers watched it. Talking to their friends, talking to their family, talking about it on social media. Because the thing is, for even people that quote unquote watch it and complain, it's something about it that you like in it. Yeah. Like you say, you people you need to pe- do some self-examination. Right. Go to therapy. Right. Because and, and the thing is, when you say this, people reject this premise. There are people that like shit and they love shit. And then there are people, they don't like it, quote unquote, but they continue to consume it. They can tell you more about the shit than the people that loves it. That means there's something in it that you actually like or else you would stop consuming it. And think about this. You know who owns Tubi? Who? The Fox Corporation. I did not know that. Right. Um, right now, for the last couple of years, they've been buying up every cheap black thing they can buy. People stream it. I don't even know if they buy it. Maybe you put it on there the way you put something on YouTube. But right. whatever they're doing, there are a lot of black people use the platform to get their movies out. A lot of black people watch bad things on Tubi on purpose. One day, they can just decide, we're done. We're out of that shit. Good luck, black people that had gotten millions of views off of bad movies. We're done with that shit. Matter of fact, if you've ever watched a bad Tubi movie on purpose, don't ever talk to me about Tyler Perry. Don't say a motherfucker. I don't want to hear it. Don't, don't talk to me about it. I, I don't want to hear Roderick. it. I it's agree the same with you. Shit. It's the same <laughs> bullshit. Except the money go to Fox. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, so, and there's nothing wrong with watching Tubi, but yeah. don't have these higher standards when it comes to goddamn Tyler Perry now. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. Don't gaslight me, dog. Like, it's, I'm the crazy one. Right. So... So, like, that's all I'm saying. But it's just funny to me to watch, like, that happen on the timeline and then Tyler Perry come out and it's like, we got to hate. I don't know, man. I just find it funny. And I, the question I have is, who's going to figure it out after Tyler Perry? Because it's been a long run of Tyler Perry being the only black person that really seems to have figured out how to make money consistently doing black stuff outside of the studio system. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it's Issa Rae because I'm like I said I'm I love her work Me I love too. everything she does she's an amazing person amount yeah. of integrity a lot of people that like she put on or at least helped put on that came up through her she don't even be like patting herself on the back for that shit people work for her and they come up she does everything people think they want Tyler Perry to do while making what I consider to be better quality work and even she just recently started being like i have to build something outside of the studio system i have to build my own thing because the idea that rap shit just gets canceled when none of us see it coming they don't promote it necessarily Mm-mm. they don't they put didn't. the money behind it it's not really about the viewership or the quality because they just decided we're selling off everything now i'm fucked i wasn't done with my creative vision right and so what do I have to do so that this doesn't happen anymore? And I hope she figures that out because I think, you know, it's going to take somebody else. Cause Tyler Perry's thing is he can figure it out, but, or he's figured it out, but he figured it out for himself. Correct. Every, he ain't, yep. he ain't trying to do all this extra shit to him. Building community and helping the community is I will go get this black actress that has always been underpaid and underutilized. I will put her in my project. I will pay her properly. Mm-hmm. I will treat her right. And then she can go on with that success under her belt. And maybe one day they look back and they complain and go, I didn't like that. But it don't matter. Nobody was fucking with you before me. So Viola Davis can look down on that movie and she can look down on the help. But it it was Tyler Perry 
that was fucking with her before she was Viola Davis like to white people mm-hmm. basically and 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 you know and and there's so many actresses and actors I could name like that that basically had the same situation so um that was one thing the Tyler Perry thing was just on my mind mm-hmm. um and we'll see what happens because I think the lesson people need to be taking is he figured out something where nobody could tell him what to do with his black ass shit right and he can put it out when he want to put it out, how he wants to put That's it out. That's what I mean when I say no one right. can tell him what to do. So instead of trying to pick apart or make him be a different person, look at the formula and then be like, now what can I do? What can I do with my tweaks to it that make me something? Because right now almost every formula involves going to some white folks and those white folks deciding what counts as success for you. And that is something he don't seem to have to worry about as much. And um, everybody else is just a matter of time. Because we've seen black blackish so successful. At some point, uh-uh. The white people said, no, nah, it's not enough anymore. You just, he don't have to worry about that. He ends shit when he feel like ending it. Right. You know, which which is a freedom most people won't have. bring it back if you feel like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lovecraft Country. I mean, there's just so many things that did, didn't get this level of uh, freedom, creative freedom, and I'm for that for black folks. Me too. Uh, all right, before we go to the next topic, I'm going to play some music so we can uh, throw commercials in here because we're also an independent black-owned uh, uh, situation built outside of uh, white people, uh, <laughs> and we own our own shit, which is why we curse and say nigga. Have you heard about Michael the Librarian? No. Okay. All right. All right. So I've heard about him on the periphery, like uh, through Twitter and just watching people um, retweet and share his stuff. Now, I've never watched one of his videos. I'm not even going to front. And it's not out of any level of hatred or anything like that. He's a librarian that was promoting the library, and he seemed to be adorable and very positive. This oh. is what he looks like, uh, brother with the afro. You sure you, you never seen him? I've seen okay. okay, I've seen clips, but I didn't pay that nigga no attention. I was like, okay, yeah, and that's because even though I understand everything's happening online all the time, I don't have kids, and I already got my library card. He's not making things for me necessarily. I think it's good to promote the library. We promote the library. Mm-hmm. We've given talks at the library here in Charlotte two, two, uh, two, two times at yeah, least. Two, three times, yeah. Um, promoting our local library and telling people about black history there. So we're we're huge supporters of the library. But, like, I don't need my inner child healed by a stranger on TikTok or whatever. I, you go to therapy for that. You know, I'm good. But I, was, I wasn't rooting against him. I was like, oh, cool. Good for him. You know? So I love to see happy people. Mm-hmm. even if happy is just their lane of content you know yes. like i'm not dumb enough to think i know these motherfuckers i just respect the muscle because most people don't have it and because they don't have it they don't respect it but like tabitha brown 
is is amazing what she's able to do yes most of you couldn't do it if you tried just making people look at you and feel good and feel affirmed or whatever most people don't have it most people are so cynical it it might not even work on they're like oh i don't want to but when one of these people figures out a way to make that work on other folks that man it's it's a needle in a haystack it is especially in today's time when the vast majority of content is about cynicism negativity uh let me tell you what's wrong with this let me tell you what's wrong with this person very little content is out there like hey you're gonna be okay let me tell you listen uh everything's fine but you you got to work on this and it's gonna be all right you know like not nobody's doing that Mm -hmm. you know hey let's support the library i hope you're having a good time here's the resources so this guy michael he goes on twitter and tiktok and all this stuff his videos get shared and it's just promoting the library It's, it's very joyful and all this stuff he's announced his resignation to prioritize his mental health okay he didn't mention that online trolls had helped drive him to this decision because that's not what he would do. But he did mention some people saw a darkness in him, which the, I know there's one woman in particular whose tweet went viral and she's now private and she's apologized. But she said, um, you know, I know he's he, y'all think he's full of light, but I see a darkness in him. And he said, what you are seeing, the darkness in me, are mental health struggles. I suffer from anxiety, PTSD, depression, panic disorder, and nightmare disorder. He later added that he didn't have long in this world, and he said he was going to take time to deal with his mental health. So who knows what the fuck that means? Right. Because, you know, whether that's suicidal ideation, whether he has some severe health issues, whatever. Um, But we don't know these people, but we're always creating content off of the content. Mm-hmm. and people like being like me yes, and they, they do and, and they will and say anything having the contrarian point of view typically is the one that goes viral right mm-hmm. um so you know i mean honestly i think that's why you get in these situations where um uh, you're saying something just to be different than everybody else so you're like oh everyone loves this guy he's adorable i see darkness you know oh y'all like tabitha brown well i think about all the women that are like tabitha brown that are assholes and you're like what but you have no reason to do that other than to be like here's a thing that's against the other things Mm -hmm. so y'all will have a conversation with me about the person now they can't prove it nope and the other person can't disprove it so you just get to be like fuck this person for the other people that i don't like that remind me of this person like it's it's a crazy spiral but this is the one we're on on the internet right Mm -hmm. we're all trying to get our own like attention and so um what i found interesting is people found this one woman's tweet and kind of made it all about her where she was like i sense dark energy and stuff that was the whole point of the tweet right and what did they do uh with her started harassing her till she went till she went now she never added him she never like she just whether she she said it was a joke and she apologized for the joke and she didn't realize it would be taken that way but i don't think it mattered how many times she explained it Mm -hmm. i don't think it mattered even if it was true or not when she she, put it out there that's a wrap whether she was copping pleased to just try to get people off her ass or she meant it it don't matter i know she put a video out it don't matter because at the end of the day 
regardless of how much positivity that dude exhibited, the same thing for Keith Lee. We talk about this all the time. The internet is mostly a negative place that thrives off of negativity. And so people just want, and no matter how good or virtuous they pretend to be, they just want to be the hero of that negativity. I don't look at it that different from like what the people that follow libs or TikTok does, where they go harass people for being trans or schools for mm-hmm. being inclusive. Mm-hmm. I think it's obviously fucked up. Yes, I do. And the harassment is obviously the, the, the most fucked up part. But I think the good people, the people on our side, also like to harass. The same tactics. It's that, the same that, tactics. Like, like you say, the, the thing about it, when one side docks is good, the other side docks is bad. When, you know, one side, you know, trolls is trolling. The other side troll, you're being a hero. So so all it, quote unquote, depends on is you just flip the side. When in reality, the actions themselves is the problem. But it's hard to get admit, people to admit that the action itself is and, the root cause of the and problem. It, and what's happened now is that we found one woman to make the focal point right. and the um, reason that he left the Internet. But if we're being, or he left social media in this way. But if we're being honest, she wasn't alone. Mm-mm. I mean, some people were making it as jokes. Some people were saying it on like whatever, because you know it just takes a while for things to pick up traction. And so now they've harassed her, which is you know also to me not something he would want. He said not to. He didn't want to cause that. Uh, but like Keith Lee, it doesn't matter. And I think what I always go back to is what is it inside of the collective us that needs this? Because you do want to harass. You do want something in you wants to do it. Yes. Whether it's the tools or the platform just make it so fucking easy to do it or whether like you look at other people do it and, and you're envious of them being able to do it, even though you claim like, what they're doing should be illegal and it's fucked up. But like mm-hmm. when it's your turn, it's like, it's my turn. Even though we claim to be empathetic and mental health awareness and all the other a shit. Lot, a lot of people are not. That dead. woman could have the same quote unquote darkness of anxiety. PT. It don't matter. Right. She said the wrong thing. She got the attention. And now we could be telling her to literally kill herself and we'll, and it will still be considered the good guys. And that's, you know, obviously, not the black and white way of looking at shit, but that's why our show is popping and these other shows will never will be. Um, but, but that's what I kept coming back to is like, I don't find the harassment of her to have made this a better situation. Mm-mm. It just seemed like y'all want to, y'all do want to be nasty, mean bully people. Cause yeah. I think it, it's just as easy. He, it would have never come to his attention if people would have just been like, whatever, you know? And, and, and on a deeper level, part of me wonders if, the reason people don't ignore shit like that is because they low-key feel it or agree with that. Like, I wonder. You know, it's like when people get, like, super defensive of anybody that says, like, I don't like Ice Spice. Her, her music's not good to me. And then they go in, oh, so you hate black women or something? It's like, no, my whole fucking mixtape, my whole playlist is full of black women. It's not, I think she, regardless of how many or few black women rappers there are in the game, which there are a lot now, I particularly do not think she is good at rap. Well, what the fuck kind of, you know, like, well, fuck, you know, she popping, she got this. Like, I think people come at you hard because maybe they feel that a little bit. That insecurity kicks in like, 
Maybe she is whack. Y'all gonna make her go away. She gonna, <laughs> am I just a sheep? I don't know where it's coming from to be so defensive of it, but it's like a feeling of like, this can't stand because if we admit it, then we have to like believe it or something. I, I, this is just me talking mm-hmm. once again. But I don't know. It's, it makes, I just wonder where it comes from because I don't find that kind of stuff. Like when she said that about him, I'd look, like, I, I would have been like, whatever. Okay, you think people were like quote tweeting it, screenshotting it. She deleted the tweet. They took the screenshots, reposted it, tagged him in it. How is that helping? It's not. It's not helping him or her. Mm-mm, it's not. It's not helping at all. And a lot of this goes back to some of the root causes to, to what we were talking about before, how uh, just the social media and mass. And there are great things that happen on social media. There are positive things that happen on social media. But social media as a quote-unquote collective is a very sad and depressing place, and people don't want to admit that. You're, you're, you're addicted to something out there. Something causes you to continue to go out there. As much as people complain about Twitter, complain about Facebook, complain about Instagram, you, can, you keep logging in, you keep posting, you keep interacting, no matter how much you say that this quote-unquote thing is not good for you and so like i said it's it's and what people need to admit it today is a drug we're all on the drug some people got a whole hell of a lot of the drugs and some people go well i'll just do a little bit of the drug some of the time either way it's a drug because at the end of the day it's attention because like you say you read articles that said that loneliness has went up so if loneliness has gone up that means people aren't interacting with aren't interacting with real life people where are they going for their interactions online they're going to yeah. tiktok they're going to youtube they're going to facebook they're going to twitter they're getting this interaction from somewhere and also i think at the end of the day for a lot of uh people they have internal turmoil that they're dealing with family issues spouses just whatever it is that they need to deal with offline they need to go to therapy Mm -hmm. psychologists psychiatrists medication whatever it is there's a lot of people online with mental health issues it's a lot of shit happening online but because you're online online erases um people's humanity online can make you look at somebody's hashtag somebody's name even celebrities and strip them of their humanity and all their rights to be a human being and this is not a defense of the woman saying what she said obviously anybody hopefully listening can tell that um but it is a a bigger discussion about the economy of social media and what what it is rewarding because it should not have rewarded her quote unquote with attention which is you know in quotes with the reward but uh it should not have rewarded her with attention for her dumbass take like we should have all collectively been able to look at that and go, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with that lady, whatever. Um, it shouldn't reward people for harassing her to get her to, to apologize, go protect it. And what I find interesting is that even with the apology, even with the protecting her account, this is why I say it's not really about Michael at this point. It's about wanting to harass her. People are still harassing her. Days later. And this is why I can't really go with our side, quote unquote, being so morally superior and having their shit together. It's why I don't really believe that they're anti-police when it comes down to it. I don't really believe that they're anti uh, pr- that they're pro um, they're anti-prison and anti-criminal justice. Like I don't really believe that they're a hundred percent on board with that because 
where we do have control is in society, right? Our social thing. The government's not making us get on Twitter and do stuff. We are so socially punitive. It is the death penalty. Yes, it is. There is no attrition. The only time people allow for some level of apology is if they previously liked you already. Yep. And in that case, many times they don't really give a fuck if you apologize or not. If we're being frank. Right. When it's, when it's somebody we do like, we're like, uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck if Cardi says she's sorry or not. I fuck with Cardi. Fuck y'all. Mm-hmm. And we'll frame that as revolution. We'll frame that as we'll find a way to politically make that a, about something bigger than just we like this person. So it was OK when they did it. Um, and I, at its core, it still feels like the, the, that that's what all it is to me. And so I think with Michael not wanting people to do this and then people doing it anyway, then her apologizing, her deleting it her going private and we're still doing it we're still seeing it don't make it about him don't make it about justice it ain't about that it's it's, about puritanical bullshit yeah a lot at the end of the day it's about you because everybody goes online if you post any posts on social media it is about you no matter who you're talking about no matter if you got a picture on it no matter if you're giving your opinion no matter if you say you like something you love something if you post it it is about you so the harassment is not about the situation at hand or the the circumstances it is about the person who redid the post right and i and at least from the vibe i understood him to be carrying I can't imagine he would see y'all harassing that woman and go, thank you. Right. I appreciate y'all fucking up her mental health. (laughs) Now my mental health is good. I doubt he would like that shit. Mm -mm. But I think that's just, you know, what people do. And I see people my age participating in it. And I'm just like. Yes, I do. So age has nothing to to, to do with it. Like a lot of people throw, no, no. Age has nothing to do with it. In fact, you know, talking to like Layla and, and, and younger people, it's Facebook and Twitter and TikTok, Instagram. They're having a problem now with young people actually not using their websites. Right. Because it's. Not y'all funny. It's the old folks is on it. The young people go because they lived in the age of the internet. They never had time where well, their lives wasn't on the internet. What I find interesting is that how often this older folks participated in a way that they would say is wrong when younger folks do it. Yes, because because like I expect older people to be on social media. That's fine. Um, and yeah, younger people might even not be on it as in droves like they used to be, but they're on there. Yes. But when I see people forty five getting involved in fighting with and for this librarian i do feel a little like this was supposed to be like a cute video you forwarded to your kid right like i don't think any of this was supposed to be about us but we're so polarized and politicized everything ends up becoming that way i mean technically the library is a political thing now because republicans made it so yes they did so i I definitely understand how the lines get blurred but i don't know It's, it's it's interesting how how little restraint there is even years later now we've been twitter's been around over a decade i don't feel like it's gotten better i feel like we've all gotten a bit worse the way we navigate it as a collective unit i mean i you know y'all have your own tactics and stuff hopefully Mm -hmm. that you're considering stuff but right and just in general I, i would say the environment's gotten worse and like elon musk taking it over didn't help it's just it's just bad right and and the thing about it you have to do what's best for you. So make your own boundaries, put your, put your own walls up, whatever you need to do to navigate uh, social media. Cause it's very, 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 and extremely unrealistic 
somebody's on drugs basically because social media is a drug the attention is a drug and you telling them just a quick cold turkey that shit don't work like that that's you know like a lot of people drink coffee you tell them you know don't drink no more caffeine they'll have a fucking fit so you know that's how it is with social media you know most people have a fit if you just tell them to log off cold turkey so just adjust accordingly you know do whatever you feel is best for you but be aware and know that these things can and do and will for most people now you might be a special snowflake nothing fucking bothers you but most people will be impacted by social media at some period or point in their time and they will adjust accordingly right um all right i want to talk about one more thing this one's more personal when we come back let's talk about the power of the internet this is a this is a funny story to me so uh i've told this story before on the podcast when i go when i was a freshman in college uh and i first got there um i did i just had my money from working in the summer my parents would send me some money every week or two um i had obviously a scholarship i had um you know, uh, a little bit of money from like, well, no, no, not even that. It's basically, you know, scholarship, you go, you can also go eat on campus, the food there and stuff, right? Um, and so I would have a little spending money every once in a while. And when I first got there, you know, guys would come by, hey, let me borrow $5. Hey, let me hold $3. Let me do, you know, whatever. And if I had it, this is back before I really develop my own boundaries and stuff but if i had it i was like sure you just pay me back right Mm -hmm. and it quickly became common that at least a few people would borrow money and just not pay me back or or not pay me back when they said they would pay me back Mm -hmm. which you know all right fool me once shame on me you know what i mean and so i remember there's this one dude who only reason i saying his name now is because of the story i'm about to tell but uh there's one dude truck who uh we play ball with him all the time he he was closer friends with my sweet mates who were cooler than me but but he was cool you know like mm-hmm. um uh and so he would come through or whatever and one day he asked could he borrow some money from me and i said yeah man just you know make sure you pay me back and he was like all right man don't worry you know i got you man blah blah all right so i want to say like I forget how much time went but by, but he didn't pay me back when he said. And so one day, and I was, it was, he just came through the room. I think he may have even been asking to borrow something else, like a, a play, my video game or something. And I was like, hey, man, truck, you, you owe me the money. When are you going to pay me my right. money? Like, you owe me my money. Know. And I didn't do it on some like, nigga, what my money? Like, I don't, you know, he was. Yeah, that's that's not you. Bigger, stronger, and older than me. I was 17 when I got to college. I was still nerdy. It wasn't, uh, I'm not even that type of person to do some shit like Mm-mm. that. So I asked him in a, what I would consider to be a respect, respectful way. Right. And he flexed on me in front of all these people and made it seem like somehow, even though he had borrowed the money, I was begging him and I was the loser for wanting my money back. Bitch, you asked me. Right. That was definitely the vibe that I had was like, but you asked me for the money. 
and like he clowned me and laughed with the other guys in the suite at it uh, like it was funny and it wasn't just him there were a couple other people who owed me money but that was the last straw for me it made me so mad because it's like if he would have said oh man i need another week that that's fine but his thing was basically like i'm if i pay you back you type type shit like you know and it really did bother me at the time um and so i remember making a uh a printout on my uh printer and putting it on the uh door of my dorm room with my roommate lance and was like the because i the following people ain't allowed in my room until i get my money and this is how much they owe me and so i don't remember if i wasn't there or if i was asleep or something but i guess truck saw the 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 spread the sheet on the door and just started going off slamming like hitting the door talking about he was gonna fight me and shit like that and i i think i wasn't there i think they told me about it or something i think my roommate was there and he was like man truck's mad at you he said he want to fight you i was like for what He, he ripped the sheet off the door he said you know fuck you he ain't gonna pay you and all this shit and i said okay put the sheet back on the door because it's just a printout um and, <laughs> ain't like i can't get another copy yeah and then like later he tried to have it out with me over the sheet like like man you need to take this shit down i said for what you owe me the money i said just pay me the money and your name will come off right and we went back and forth a little bit but essentially he wasn't gonna pay me and fuck that and so um and i said why does it bother you more than paying me right i don't understand like if it's such a problem just give me my money it's not it's 10 15 20 dollars with college students now it's a lot of money in 1996 but Mm -hmm. still my point being like just give me the money it's over so (laughs) i think i was on karen hunter show or i was or maybe it was my tiktok or something i was making a joke and it was someone brought up like van jones or van lathan or something maybe it was on this show and and i was like well you know i don't trust men named after uh vehicles because uh uh like van jones or cadillac such and such or and then i was like and shit this is a nigga named truck that owed me 20 dollars from college or something like that and Mm -hmm. it's just a passing thing that the inspiration for the joke was that that this situation i'm telling y'all about Mm -hmm. but i didn't think twice about it i just said it as like a joke right because this happened years ago yeah like he doesn't actually owe me 20 dollars. i think he did pay me back eventually even though it took a very long time and he paid me back begrudgingly i think he needed some help with something else but whatever you know we were kids essentially right but um (laughs) i checked the dms for our show and i'll get it's my man truck he's like just wanted to say what's up rod someone let me know you say i owe you 20 dollars from freshman year if that's true which i know it's not please send me your cash out so i can get that to you keep being great and i replied ha 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 nah man it was a joke that's hilarious though small world hope you well said i'm not upset about it however it paints a bad picture of my character to those who know me i was at a basketball game and someone tells me that's out of nowhere it's great that you have a platform please use it in a correct way and so i thought about it you know replied back and i said i'll keep that in mind next time and i apologize um and i thought about it more because i was like well if we're gonna bring it up let's be a hundred because i'm not saying it I'm not saying it bothers me now, but it definitely bothered me at the time. And it wasn't as simple as, you know, 
what like I'm not just bringing your name up to shit on you out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you my side of it. Right. And so I said, but while we are on it, you don't still owe me money. But do you remember what happened? Because I do. You borrowed money from me. Then you didn't pay me back when you said you would. When I asked you about it, you got disrespectful towards me in front of my sweet mates, made a joke like you weren't going to pay me back. Then I ended up having to put a sign on the door about the money I was owed. You ripped the sign down, acted like you were going to beat me up. Then later, you begrudgingly paid me back. That's how I remember it. I shouldn't have joked about you not paying me back because it's not true. And I do apologize for that. And, right. I, and I really do because I, I thought of it like, ha, 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 no one even going to think about this. And it's funnier as a joke to be like, this nigga still owe me $20, but it's not fact. So right. because I'm using someone whose real name, I shouldn't have did it. I could have made up, a, I could say his name was Chevy and we would have still laughed at it. Mm-hmm. So that's on me. And it was in a live you know, format on the show and just uh, off offhanded remark. But it's a good point and I wouldn't do that. So I said, this is a long time ago and I chalked it up to all us being college age kids. But that's where the origin of the joke came from. It wasn't just you either. Some other people owed me at the time and they were being jerks about paying back what they promised. He said, wow, I don't remember that at all. Thanks for the reminder. If I acted that way, I do apologize. And I said, man, it's all good to be honest. I guess I was hurt. But just didn't want to show it. Thank you for apologizing. I still apologize for the joke. Uh, I didn't even think about making that connection. Anyone making that connection, bringing it up in a bad light after all these years later. I'm glad you're doing well. I appreciate you for checking checking me. And I'm serious. I'm going to be more mindful in the future because you're right. My platform is too big to not be accurate. And he said, no problem. I was actually happy to see you're doing well. Brought back memories of those days. We had good and bad times. All of us just trying to figure life out. The thing is it's all very funny glad we were able to reconnect be blessed brother and i only wanted to share that because i think as we just did in these last two seconds we talk a lot about the internet can be a fucked up place yes it can be um and at the at the same time i think uh there's room for interactions like these you know what i mean especially between two brothers that the amount of times we'd be like i'm all right i ain't worried about it i ain't mad you know but it's like because i don't want to be like I was hurt by that. Right, you're not robots. I thought we were going to be cooler than that. And I thought, you know, and at the same time, like, I'm 45 now. I'm sure he's similar in age. And then look back and go, well, that's what a 17-year-old does not thinking. And it's not who that person's going to be forever in their life. It's not. People grow, change, evolve. Yeah, and I really offhandedly would have never thought beyond just making that a joke or like that experience um but i actually appreciated that dialogue that we had because i was like yeah that like that that was that was actually nice to have something nice happen on the internet <laughs> like he could have also had hit me up man fuck you nigga i ain't giving you no money ever fuck you. i'm glad i owe you 20 dollars or whatever yeah. the fuck and i would have been like yeah. damn he still i guess he kept that same energy <laughs> but i appreciate him like with the scope of time also being in a similar place to be able to be like no it ain't that important but also like i apologize you know so that was dope and i and i and thank you for apologizing that i'm not joking when i say it really did mean something to me because i had told myself like oh it don't matter it don't mean nothing but i but at the end of the day when he apologized it meant something so it, it it did deep down somewhere means something that freshman year i got clowned in front of all my friends over money that i felt i was justly owed and shouldn't have had to be that big a deal so yeah i i I, water under the bridge thank you and also it goes to show you like you said people grow change evolve forgiveness empathy 
you know, all those factors play a role, you know, kind of into this. And also it's one of those things where when you that young, you don't think about the, the, the consequences, the repercussions of your actions and how what you do and say impact other people. And a lot of people don't carry that same energy online. Yeah. And so for me, like I said, and I think a lot of it's because I'm old, the, I am who I am, and the person I put in on, online is not a fake version of me. It's the quote-unquote real version of me. And so these are my real opinions, my real facts, right. my real fe- feelings. And so when people come and they quote-unquote attack it for somebody like me, I was like, well, bitch, I'm not trying to play a game. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to play the dozens. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to be, you no know, like, this is who I am. So for me personally, I had to pull away because, like, oh, no, no, most of y'all ain't real. Most of y'all out here playing games. Like, I am showing my authentic, true self. Well, it's also, I mean, like, it's one thing to chalk it up to being young, but, I mean, in all fairness to truck. As recently as however, well, a week ago, a couple of days ago, I was like, he owed me $20. So even in that situation, I'm grown. I do know better. So it, I just think it can happen without, if you're just not thoughtful. It's, right. You know, and, and like I said, it doesn't mean that I I just should have been accurate. And, and like, because, yes. you know, I pride myself on my accuracy and I know it was a joke and I, you know jokes you could play and stuff but when you're using real people and stuff i just wasn't thinking about it and so you know it goes back all the way to when we're 17 like just not thinking of other people that's how you get in that situation you know but um at the same time man like i said i appreciate it and i'm glad we were blessed to be old enough to let something that small go and be able to be like dude i hope you're doing well because like i said man talking about those first two things with Tyler Perry and Michael, the librarian, so many people need that moment of just like something. I don't know what's missing in people, but all this meanness and negativity, it comes from somewhere. Yeah. So you need something and maybe it is, you know, whenever it's whenever people say I'm good, I don't need no apologies. I don't need to do forgiveness and all this shit. And I'm like, yeah, you say that, but I don't know thousands of years and millions of years of human existence these things these concepts exist for a reason like whether we gonna get it or not i totally understand that and maybe you tell yourself another story when you don't think you're gonna get it right because i know i was telling myself a story when i didn't think i would ever get an apology but fucking 20 years later somebody being able to say something as simple as like i apologize it mattered to me today it mattered to me today not for what 17 year old ride but it mattered to 45 year old ride to be like all right man i appreciate that yeah and also i think for a lot of people and everybody has pride but some people's pride is so strong that they will never willing to admit that they are are hurt that they are lonely that they are disappointed that they're you know whatever the thing is they will never verbalize that and they will never admit that to themselves. Human beings have a great, we're really good at lying to ourselves and how we really feel about shit. And we'll tell ourselves the opposite of the reality. Because like you say, there are some people that go, well, I don't need no apology. And they really mean it. But there are, there are some people go, I don't need no apology. But they always angry. They always mad. They always bring it up. Well, baby, it sounds like you actually do need it. Well, apology. also, you don't, a lot of people say they don't need it because they know they ain't getting it. And that's true, Like too. you say, it's your brain protecting yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I, my mom's never going to say she was wrong for blank. 
So then you go, I don't need her to say she wrong. Fuck her. I don't need, I got boundaries. I don't need no forgiveness. And maybe you're right. Maybe. But also, like, if you got that apology, maybe you find out you're wrong. Maybe that, it did bother me. And you fucking saying something changed something for me. Um, doesn't mean we're going to be best friends or whatever. But, like, mm-hmm. I needed you to acknowledge that I'm not crazy and that you were wrong. You right. Know? And and so I can understand both sides of that discussion. Um but yeah, I definitely wanted to highlight that because um, yeah. I just thought it made me feel good this morning, like talking to him. And it's such a small, it's such a small thing, but it just made me feel good. Yeah, and I, and I really do appreciate that because, like you say, a lot of people handle those things completely different, and they handle them sometimes not in the best light or best manner, or sometimes people handle it immaturely, all types of ways. But I really do appreciate it. And it and it also lets you know, I'm not trying to be funny when I said this, everybody's not cynical. Everybody ain't out to get you. There's still a lot of good people out there because if you let some people tell it, everybody, nobody's shit. Everybody's terrible. Everybody's horrible. Everybody's the worst version of themselves at all times. And they'll never be a, a better version of, of themselves. And that's not always a true statement. Um. All right. Let's uh get to some something else. Um. Like I said, this is going to be a talky episode that didn't really have a lot of segments and stuff. So, uh, But I did have one segment that I wanted to get to. Doing it for the gram. I promise this. All right. Doing it for the gram. Uh, it was, what's your favorite thing about our podcast? Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, the written one says, guess the race. But also I love when Karen gets riled up and spits the honest truth. <laughs> uh, it's me. Fink says, I love that you have multiple shows a week and premium content. Well, we're definitely the hardest working podcast. <laughs> it's not close. By the way. We are some hard working Negroes. Okay. Too hard. Uh, BGRS says, y'all, you really are the bees knees. You two are beautiful and brilliant black people. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Curve Your Enthusiasm says, I love how y'all break things down on different topics on the podcast. I always respect the perspectives and insight. Black Power Fist. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I hope that, you know, like, you know, I think about that a lot. Like, when I did, when we were coming up with the show this morning or whatever, and I'm like, Tyler Perry and Michael. I want to talk about them because I want to talk about something a little bit different than most people, mm-hmm. you know. And I hope that people are able to 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 see the perspective of us going one one more step outside the boundaries and not just being like, "Fuck this woman." She said something bad about a guy that we like. Like, I hear you, but also, why do we need to harass her off the internet? <laughs> yes. What now? Now let's talk about that. You know, oh, fuck this Tyler Perry movie. I, he makes bad movies cool let's examine his place in the culture and why he's not going anywhere but Mm -hmm. also why uh, no one else has replaced him or been able to duplicate him what does that mean because he's not a guy who's freezing people out of the space nope because lord knows if he was it's a crop of motherfuckers that would have never got their career off the ground if he was a petty ass blackballing ass nigga oh my god he could have went to these companies and been like don't you dare get them a show they they made jokes about me because people have been doing it for decades and he ain't he he been a good sport about that shit mm-hmm. that might be because he's winning in life and he's able to like go to the award shows and be like i built my own table mm-hmm. and y'all begging for scraps and i'm like damn 
but he was spitting. But it, that's facts. Nacio says, honestly, the fact that you and Karen are just so damn down to earth, honest, and passionate about things is refreshing and just a goddamn good listen good listening experience. You two are the kind of people that folks wish they could be friends with. You're both my best friends in my head. Uh, the podcast has been and will always be a favorite bar none. Thank you, Nacio. Mm-hmm. Aaron says, my favorite thing about your podcast is how much you and your guests make me laugh. Oh, that's sweet. We try to be funny sometimes. Uh, people's critic says how much information you give in a smart and entertaining way is needed and appreciated thank you mm-hmm. yeah man I, I try to read the articles it's not like I'm the deepest motherfucker in the world but <laughs> try to give y'all more than a headline <laughs> somebody a part of the crew got to yeah <laughs> uh, Karen's laugh says hey Judy Judy Ariel's, uh, Ariel Michelle says, smart, funny conversations taught me so much over the last decade and opened my eyes to different views. Segment-wise, baller alert, rest in peace. Who news? Uh, COVID <laughs> plus the intro music. Thank you. <laughs> Not the who news. Uh, that's coming a lot of people's uh, uh, favorite segment. Uh, Rigo says, when you talk about your relationship. Oh. That's sweet. Yeah, we don't do that that much, but Mm-mm. thank you. You know, at least not in. I guess not the relationship podcast where we're not like, let me tell you females. What right. Y'all I mean, we do. do talk about our relationship, but yeah, See, not in that manner. When a man. <laughs> man eats steak. Man. Woman eats salad. Right. <laughs> I want to eat food. Why football game? Eat food. <laughs> uh, Jay Del Negro says it's simply too much like, right. And you two usually make all kinds of sense. And because of that, I trust and value your thoughts and opinions of the voices coming out of those condenser mics. Thank you for mm-hmm. noticing our mics too. Uh, <laughs> oh shit now you know another thing i was thinking about too i and once again sound like i pat myself on the back but i guess maybe that's what this segment is but um like i'm willing to come around on shit this is why i say don't get too caught up and uh, i don't agree with everything y'all say i felt a way about monique that a week later i was like i don't agree with everything i say so like ain't even no need because yeah, things change situations change opinions yeah. change i'm human right i can admit like oh shit that was wrong you know saying truck's name and he owed me 20 that was wrong all right i fuck up sometimes i i don't think there's it's not hard to admit you're wrong or get caught up in that shit unless you make it a big deal right i think a lot of people find being wrong to be such a huge ordeal i'm not saying a disagreement but just flat out like oh shit i got that wrong Mm mm-hmm motherfuckers do not want to come off of stuff so they i think the fighting on it is what make it stand out because i don't think it's a big deal when it's like yeah yeah i fucked that up right like i said and sometimes i had an opposite problem i i'll I be like i'm sorry i apologize for shit that i i'm not sorry for i'm like whatever it takes just to because i'm like it don't really matter at the end of the day fuck it and it's like come on Karen. sometimes you don't need to be apologizing but i'm like let's just fucking that's why a lot of shit rolls off my back because i'm like this shit ain't that important to me and i mean it when i say it ain't that important to me flicks chicks g says i came here for the black nerdiness of it all and the segments i laugh and learn so much Oh. The new business model says it's the comedy and consistency for me. We are consistent, okay? Uh, consistently comedic, actually. <laughs> uh, Pretty in Pink says, I love how funny and foreign black and southern y'all are. Uh, I'm amazed and super grateful for how much you content you put out. You cover all of my interests, general current events, banter, movies, food, sports, and nerddom. You've also introduced me to a number of other people's podcasts that I love, including Dr. Ray Wynn Grant, to name just one. The Blackout Tips is truly unmatched. Love you guys and Justin, too. 
smiley face. Oh. Uh, Brooklyn Shubay says the Karen Who segment is quickly becoming my favorite because I find myself asking who as well. I, see, I am not alone. I'm glad other people have my same reaction. I just like your chemistry and finding humor even in dumpster fires. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, we got. Uh, oh wait, I said that already. I love hearing your random thoughts, says T.T. Bev. Thank you, T.T. We appreciate that. Uh, Stamara says, Karen's laugh, of course, and the respectful dynamic between you two. I really appreciate the discussion and breakdown of news, whether political, celebrity, Rona, etc. I feel very informed, educated, as well as entertained. Oh. Yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, because I always had to make this point. When we first started out, so many, so much of our feedback was, why don't we argue? yes when we first started like they kind of wanted a couple that fought or even if it was play fighting play insults stuff like that and um in addition to uh them not understanding karen's true nature as an aries um but also like we don't do that privately Mm-mm. so i'm definitely not doing it for someone's entertainment because i don't i don't think I, like we can tease and have fun without it going into disrespect for our audience because I think it's hard to draw the line. Mm-hmm. And if you start doing that kind of content, I've listened to those shows. Me too. One, some of the arguments do be real, and then the motherfuckers <laughs> don't be together, and it's like, mm, maybe they weren't joking so much. I agreed. And it's also you got to live there after. Yes, you do. The mics and red lights and dots and cameras is turned off, yeah. nigga. I'm looking you in your eye, going, "Okay, bitch. Now, what is what the fuck was this? And what was we talking about? Now, let's have a real conversation off the mic." And it's not authentic to our relationship, so like it would come across as fake uh, to us and to y'all. And I think us being real is gonna work because that's where. And I'll say this advice to everyone creating content that is based on themselves. You being real is honestly easier work for you in the long run. Because being fake is some shit you got to remember every time you turn the microphone mm-hmm. on. And you can't keep it up. And eventually the mask going to fall and I the used, real you will shine. When we started podcasting, almost nobody was going by their real government names unless they were already a celebrity. Right. And so, so many people that were podcasters had aliases and shit. And they'd be like, I'm the such and such. I'm Mr. So-and-so. And it was a way of keeping their authentic selves and their real life off the mic mm-hmm. and creating this persona and this product that is like, that's the real spokesperson. And uh, it was not something we really considered. And that was even when we were going by our Rodimus Prime and say that again, we weren't, our, our Twitter handles, we weren't doing this whole, uh, you know, we're let's, let's put on an act. You yeah, know? and even like... Uh being on camera and things like that like you know when we first recorded we didn't even have videos and well they weren't making they weren't doing video yeah, they shit doing videos. First started. but but as time grew we yeah. were some of the first people that was right. like hey let's do video let's put it online let's put our actually yeah. put our faces to it and a lot of people refused to do it because you do that all of a sudden people are going to recognize you yeah. people are going to know who you're who you, and the you persona are. you created can fall apart when someone sees who you what you look like and how you get down right uh ali said ali shepherd says i hope i love y'all it's like y'all on the internet cousins in my head when i'm listening at home or driving in the car on short or long road trips i know y'all can make me laugh and learn thank you oh mm-hmm. thank you ccc your therapist says consistent quality funny frequent episodes a man's opinion that isn't loudly messes or se- messy or sexist exactly i like to keep my messy sexiness on quiet <laughs> 
okay? Like, I'm sure it's out there, okay? I'm not going to pretend like I, I got it all. I read enough of the books to know that I don't got it all, okay? And that's okay. Um, my, but uh, I try to keep it quietly sexist and messy. Um, and learning about other good podcasts. Thank you, Cece. Mm-hmm. That was nice. Thank you. Um, and I really do. Like, I, and I've, I, like, as a business understanding and as a, just a integrity thing, especially black male creators hearing the sound of my voice. I don't understand why you make content that already cast aside black women. I don't understand the point of it. Now, look, maybe it's just, I haven't lived my life in a way that has made me feel like black women are my adversaries or whatever. Like I, like I, I, men yeah but i feel like a lot of men must have i mean it's the only thing that makes sense that they see black women as adversarial and something to conquer and own and as Mm -hmm. objects because um i'd say at least half our audience is women yes if not a little bit more than half i think it's really according to spotify it's probably like 52 55 percent um and then i want to say like uh two or three percent non-binary and 40 some percent men I don't know why you would do that, make content that wards off women if you want to be successful as a black person. Because black women have higher education. I'm saying this cynically, even though this is mm-hmm. not my thought process. Mm-mm. But it's, it, it is, I know what I'm doing when we make our show, and, the, and there has been proof mm-hmm. over the years that, yes. that this is right. Uh, in my opinion, that we're doing something right. Because even with a small audience like ours, we're able to make a living and it's because black women don't feel like they're pushed away from this space. And it's not like I get on here and pander or say anything that I don't believe everything I say, I believe, but I also just don't happen to believe a lot of toxic masculinity talking points. I believe there's a lot of either gray area or just we're wrong on this thing and we should stop saying it. And black women are higher educated higher paid um more loyal when it comes to paying for shit more loyal when it comes to listening actually more comfortable being challenged than men men's egos when challenged can become petulant and and very and they get violent and angry but every day a woman wakes up in the world she's challenged on every single level of her being Mm -hmm. soon as she started breathing that morning it's your hair your makeup your appearance your weight your body your this is everything is a challenge not not and that's before you get to just you know all the familial things all the other stuff that happens mm-hmm. so just on as a creator i don't know what these dudes get out of we're making a space only for black men or we're making a safe space for black men because it's never really safe for all black men when you say that it's never safe for all because it's always straight cishet black men eventually right it's the unspoken part Mm-hmm. And then also the safety is measured the way Christians measure safety in America, where it's like, I should be able to say somebody's gay and make a slur about it. That's what makes me feel safe. And I'm like, so making someone else feel unsafe is what make you feel safe. When are we going to examine that? When are we going to take a, a little bit more self-awareness and go, maybe that's not right. Maybe if I, if a white person said they created a safe space for white people and they were calling us the N word, we would not be okay with that, I don't no, think. No, you would not. So I just don't know what they get out of being uninclusive. And I, once again, I'm 
this is not me saying this in a way where I feel like I've ever had to get on here and lie or pander or be like, let me just say what black women are saying. Cause I, I want their money. I, I'm going to live my life differently than what I'm saying, but I just want black women's money. So, cause we've seen that a lot mm-hmm. where I just want black women's money. So I'll just parrot anything that's a hot topic right now and say, whatever black women say, they right. You know, and a lot of times those people end up getting in trouble because you can't live those raps because shit changes on the daily right what people's opinions are and you didn't believe it in the first place so it's gonna it's gonna show eventually so yeah yeah it's a huge tangent but you just made me think about all that yeah and also it's one of those things too where i do understand where black men go we need our space we need our space to talk that's cool yeah but it doesn't have to be exclusion exclusionary and and like that's that's more of what you're talking about and yeah i think what i'm saying is not even about it being exclusive exclusionary as like so when you say something is a safe space for black men right and thus i think there's an idea behind that that is needed and valid right like mm-hmm. black men need spaces to be safe but when it's not safe for any lgbtq black men then it's not a safe space for black men you see what i'm saying when when the safety requires us all um uh accepting and doubling down on bigotry and oppression to other groups that aren't black men that's not safe what what i see people like defend dave Chappelle on some we need to do this as black men whenever someone says yeah but this thing he did about the trans people is actually kind of messed up but you can't take a joke okay so let's not call this a safe space that's not what it is that's not what we're really making over here is what so that's what i'm getting at isn't that because by saying something's a safe space for people, it almost always means exclusionary, right? It means some people aren't going to be allowed around because we consider them dangerous or toxic. Who are the people not allowed around in this black man's safe space? A lot of times it varies and it's not always consistent. And I can't always agree with that. So uh, yeah, I see that. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So like if, if uh, women, women are allowed as long as, you know, they ain't got no problem with us calling them bitches and, and hoes and and talking down on them and all then it's safe it's like well that that doesn't that's not a space i would like to be a part of and it's not one i would consider safe i don't need that kind of safety you know so i think that's what i mean by that um idea but people obviously have been able to create these kind of shows and Mm -hmm. been successful so i'm not saying they can't be successful it's just Mm -mm. um when you come here and you hear a person that's not talking like that as a dude it's partially because i just don't in generally delight in that type of community mm-hmm. with folk it's not your nature but also just it's a bad idea it's not a good idea unless you just want some incel ashy motherfuckers that don't pay for shit it's a bad business idea on top of you being a bad person all right 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 and uh one more thing we used to talk about black women also the thing about black women black women have been trained from a really really early age to give to give of ourselves, to give of our bodies, to give of our time, to give of our talents, to give it all to the black community, to give it to our men, to give it to our children, to just give it all motherfucking away, no matter how much it exhausts you, no matter to if right. you the person you're giving it to can and will and sometimes does take your life. Whatever it takes, you are the person that has to sacrifice you alone and quote unquote and nobody else. And so when it comes to donating, we're actually trained to donate. So it actually behooves you, no matter what platform you are, particularly if you're targeting black women, 
to actually uh, 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 understand that we're going to be the person to donate. We're going to be the person to give give of our time and our talents. We're going to be the person that's most likely to talk to our friends and family about it because we know what women have that a lot of straight men don't have is social circles where, where it's not surface level, where I played with this dude for 25 years, but I don't know his real motherfucking name. Like, women actually get to know <laughs> each other and shit like this. Like, the relationships that we cater well, I'm are gonna tell different. You, well, I'm going to tell you like this. If I played basketball with, with this dude for 25 years, I actually don't need to know his real name. Your game tells you everything, Karen. Okay? Now, you might not understand <laughs> that, but I know everything about a motherfucker. I play basketball with him long enough. I'll be like, that motherfucker don't take care of his kids. And it's like, how you know that? Well, he shot that three. <laughs> the way he shot that three. It tells you a lot, don't it? I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying. Um, I Dream 2 says, your personalities, your opinions, your comedy, the info, both of you. Thank you. Manhattan <laughs> Jones. Uh, sound like a, a card shark. Manhattan Jones. <laughs> Boy, y'all better put them pool cues away. Uh, Manhattan he, Jones, Jones is here. I'm trying to tell him, him and the gang gonna fuck us up. Manhattan Jones played the devil for his soul in nine ball, <laughs> and he won. Sounds uh, like a monster. Right. Manhattan Jones sounds like, like a pimp. <laughs> right. You, you don't want to fuck with the Manhattan Well, you better Jones. get out of here. Manhattan Jones looking for you. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't want no problems. Mm-mm. Uh, like, I love your chemistry and the topics. It feels like a conversation with friends. I mean, my real friends, I think that we, y'all and I, are real friends. I love the comedic experience. Thank you. Oh, uh, Allegra says, "I love love the intro jams. The fa- my favorite is LGBTQ news da- jam. I dance, hit the fifteen second rewind times three, and then dance again. It and the Black Capitalist intro are so good. I also love that you ninety percent of the time talk about shit that I'm talking about with my friends in private. It's as if you two are sitting and kicking with us. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was a decision too, like to be able to have a space where you can kind of bring the group chat." You know, I I think that's why people really love when we have like a Bossy or Ray Sani or Nicole or like people that I even Justin, people that I talk to all the time and we go back and forth. And I don't think it's necessarily that we're breaking new ground. It's just we we talk in private enough that we don't have any pretenses and we have good faith, understanding and respect for each other. Right. And so we sound like a group chat. We sound like how people really talk when they're not worried about some stranger <laughs> quote tweeting it out of context. And you could just be like, no, I know what you mean when you said, uh, <laughs> I keep going back to this example, but it's just one of my friends keeps saying this. Uh, but uh, it's like, and it's like, I understand what you mean when you say you don't like Ice Spice and you're not trying to like tear down a black woman. You just think she's not good at rap. You don't have to worry we can have that conversation privately no one's gonna be on twitter like look at the massage noir right in this conversation they hate black women over here like you don't have to worry about that because we have an understanding of like you're you're not that kind of person you know all right uh and i hope that people get that energy from the podcast Mm -hmm. you know uh let's see uh miss barnes says i'm always down for guests the race it reminds me that florida has a wonderful dumpster has a wonderful dumpster fire aesthetic wow Layla says when karen be knowing and when karen don't be knowing aka <laughs> the who segment also guess the race <laughs> <laughs> see i i know and then i don't know see db man says my get, a, fa- get a woman that can do both no one don't know <laughs> <laughs> db man says my favorite thing other than that love and respect you show each other is how you're willing to change your views when presented with new infos a lot of podcasters don't 
I know. I'll be watching them, y'all. I listen too. I'll be like, what? But you clearly wrong. Um, the Alexandria Pew says, while the while the guest of race and sore ratchet is so funny, I love that y'all look at topics and provide different perspectives. And I still remember Karen talked about parents not being obligated to learn about their child, but the child has to learn their parents to survive. The time Rod broke down, how the South has strong ties with the Democratic Party through the civil rights movement during the primaries of 2020, and why he will always vote blue. My friends think I'm so smart, but I just bring up topics I learned from your podcast. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> Okay, we smart then. We all smart. It's like it's, a smart person to know to pass this along. Come on, it's, it's a group project. <laughs> yeah, now they can never listen. You can't Mm-mm. recommend because they be like, Mm-mm. oh, you just getting this from yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. Don't, uh-uh, don't tell them the secrets now. You can't be doing right. that. Very insightful <laughs> and funny. The chemistry with all the guests is probably one of the best I've seen on any podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Degal704 says, there's, seven, there's so much to choose from. I think it's your consistency in providing a great product. You offer so much. All your podcasts are excellent. Plus, y'all just good people. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, Black Widow When I Wanna says that y'all are unapologetically you. I love the segments. It even has my 21-year-old yelling, folding chair. You make our commute informative (laughs) and funny. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to have people root for me because sometimes I be forgetting child. Yeah. And I feel like Karen's pretty apologetically herself. You know, so <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm apologetically. Shit, I apologize and I don't need to. So I'm sorry. And I'm like, I, I don't know why you're apologizing. Um, DJ Java says, it's obviously the host. Uh, El- Elise says, the bullet ball explanations at Justin and year in review countdown. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank, thank you. Um, glad we brought that back this year. I'm going to try to keep it up uh, in the future. Uh, and last one. Oh, wait. Apia says, uh, oh, I think she left two comments. This must be her second one. Uh, I plan on listening indefinitely. We'll see her first one later. I see. For us, it's out of order on the, on uh, Instagram. Film Wanderer says, y'all are unapologetically yourselves. Show always honest and authentic. Also, y'all never, ever, ever, ever stray away from blackness on any topic, especially movies. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, man? Listen, somebody got put on for us. Somebody got to. Uh, I just, uh, White Label America says, I just love y'all and how y'all saved a hustle like me. I'm delivered and I NFT no more. You know, I hadn't even noticed, but you have not been leaving chats about the nft and the hustles for a while right Good for you brother mm-hmm. y'all keeping it 100 with your segments from guessing the race they trying to steal elections white people news gender wars lgbtqia news with the ultimate sword ratchetness is one of the uh reasons why y'all is the best podcast in the world y'all true nerds to love and respect always thank you this is this has been good thank y'all for this this is fun uh, mm-hmm. i hope this never ends don b says i love knowing i could turn on any episode and unwind from a hectic day and get some last information thank you both for your consistency thank you mm-hmm. stay flow in a bin says your love for each other your honesty openness and the fact that you spit facts the fact y'all are funny as hell and my favorite moment when karen said i'm not lululemon i'll call the police on your black ass <laughs> People have quoted that a lot. <laughs> I've seen that multiple places. I don't know if it's the same That's person, different places, hilarious. or what. But apparently, that resonated with, <laughs> with some somebody. Apia's uh, mom says, "Only one. I can't. One. You're both smart, funny, and have empathy for humans. Two. When you made a mistake, you can admit it. Um, three. You are cool about stuff. Four. You are willing to try new things. Five. Even a white European lady is welcome. And then back up to six, where she said." Uh, I plan on listening definitely. So thank you, Apia. Oh. 
Um, and yeah, we welcome everybody. I mean, you know, it's it is what it is. We don't. It's a show for black people, but obviously, I feel like the power of blackness is that it is universal, mm-hmm. and that we still make a show for us, but everyone can relate to something being for them. I think that's where a lot of black creators fuck up is that they get so they be concentrated so hard on like how are we gonna get these white people? How are we gonna get these white people? How are we gonna get these white people? It's all our opinions. We need to consider what white people think. We need to. I don't want to say this joke because there's certain white people that don't understand how racism works, and they'll be mm-hmm. like, "This is racist against me and shit." And at the end of the day, I'm like, "Why do you really believe that? Haven't we had enough proof that's not true?" We have proof of so much black shit made for us becoming universal, globalized, and in many cases uh, cannibalized, but definitely globalized first. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in. It. I think we, white people can listen. It's just, it's like Bob Monty always says. I got more faith in y'all than some of y'all do because I'm like, I don't think we need to change a goddamn thing about what we say, and white folks understand, you know. Yeah. Chief Steve says, I like when Justin starts acting too high and mighty, and then Rye has to remind him of that time he had to call 12 on him at the Y. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he be acting real light skinned. <laughs> acting all different and shit. Yeah. He'll admit it himself. I had to, I had to get the folks involved. Uh, I still get mad about that the opposite way. Because I'm like, why y'all niggas start acting like y'all can understand when this white man came in with a badge? He ain't saying shit I didn't say. You, the same shit. Now y'all listening, y'all, that's fucked up. I was getting paid. I was there as a fucking employee being like brothers. Right. And I wasn't doing no like, the, like the cops come in, they just be like, all right, listen, niggers. But when I came in, I was all like, my brothers, my good brothers, we, can't we just get a, brothers, please, can we talk this out? And they was like, no. They was mushing me in my face. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I get, get out of here homeboy (laughs) kill yourself fool i'm like what i'm like brothers don't make me have to get the white man go get him i know and all of a sudden it was like they looked at you and the cop coming like brother 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 brother, you're wrong as soon as the cop came in there was like what seems to be the problem officer fuck y'all man that was fucked up and and a couple of those my real friends justin included like damn man oh anyway uh i'm a raccoon says karen screams Karen, do we screen over there? <laughs> Langston says, y'all always make me think deeper about what's going on in the world. Help me become more pragmatic about things I care about. Also, y'all are funny as hell, and I'm real dogmatic about that. <laughs> Let's go dogmatic. <laughs> Let's go dogmatic. We gonna get dogmatic in the dictionary. <laughs> Black Beer Traveler says, guess the race and the irony of making banter a segment. See, you, you know ball. You picked up on it. <laughs> oh, and the conversation based on comedy while still having intentionality. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Can't believe isn't banter just random thoughts repackaged? I'm making art here. Okay. <laughs> Don't need to say the quiet parts out loud. Those who know will get it. Yes, they will. All the uh, TJBB says all the laughs is too crazy out here in these streets. So we gotta laugh more. <laughs> Child, you better. It's so crazy in these streets, y'all. Every day on Facebook Reels, I'll be looking at the streets. It's crazy. It's crazy what's happening in these Mm-mm. streets, y'all. How about okay? sometimes I don't be paying attention to the streets? People going messing with alligators in the streets, okay? I don't believe them alligators alone. People getting in car accidents in the streets, okay? People buying people uh, Apple Vision Pros and then demanding <laughs> some of that meat in these streets. Come on. The streets is fucked up. Yeah, they are. 
Uh, AJ2353 says, the chemistry between you two and how you keep messing up Louisiana names. Am I messing them up or are they for people that speak Creole? Come on. <laughs> y'all, y'all know y'all I could. I don't speak it. Y'all could phonetically put that shit in the article. Y'all know I'm not from down there. And then y'all write in with the like, it's funny how you call this street such and such, but you keep, you don't spell it phonetically. So I'm just saying it again. <laughs> like, <laughs> y'all know how the alphabet's supposed to work. Y'all mixed French in down there and then try to act like everybody else in the world is dumb (laughs) okay uh christopher chris and it's not even real french french it's like that the dude that used to have that show on pbs that poured 12 glasses of wine in his soup it's that kind of french ah that dude yes i remember he thought that that was an old white dude yes get across dad i'm like yes he was big and had glasses i remember that old white man i don't even know that man's still alive is that even french what is that I can't put that in the dictionary either. <laughs> um, I've been hypnotized in the sand. Can't be knowing, says Christoph. <laughs> CV Earthsea says, Earthsea, oh, you go back to the guys in the earth. I see you over there, Fiber Center. Uh, CV Earthsea says, informed, funny, timely, and all around delightful. I love the segments, even those that have been retired, like Reading Rainbow. Great guests, love the reviews of popular shows, Lovecraft Country, Game of Thrones, This Too Much, etc. I hope you both receive all the flowers and accolades that you receive. Y'all do the doggone thing. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Wes Holland says, the yearly bullet ball orientation and the way y'all new segments get added in organically and get the perfect theme music in three days. That's on the fucking fans. Yeah, that's on the fans. We ask and they deliver. It's amazing how talented these motherfuckers. I'll never Ain't be. Ain't they talented of this shit? I'll never not be impressed by how talented. Because I, I'll be like, man, you know what will make the show better is this. But it'd be some shit I can't do. Mm-mm. Like, I can't do that shit. I'm like, man, wish we had some, some a segment, a new a segment song for this thing. And somebody will be like, boom, what about this? In a day. Crazy. Black Women Stitch says, Sword Ratchetness is a very strong category. Guess the race is great, too. At the end of the day, it's, it's y'all. We love y'all. As somebody replied, my favorite segment. Uh, Preacher BB says, very informative and thoughtful dialogue. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Stone BD says, Karen is my favorite part of the show. Her energy is contagious. Just got to hear her laugh, and my day is already better. Love you, too, right? Ha, ha. Oh. You know what, Stone BD? I ain't mad at you. I also, you, this is going to shock everybody huge fan of can <laughs> you don't say might be my favorite part doing the show oh thank okay? you just saying um <laughs> how insecure would a nigga have to be to be like nigga you think my wife better than me on the show <laughs> what as as somebody when we first started the show looked at roger going i don't even know i you know because i told him i was like you know what i could do i can't produce roger's like, i produce the hell is this <laughs> yeah we only have this many episodes because i tricked him into doing it and i'm fine with that and he did because he kept the name because he we probably would have been like called a rod and karen show or some shit but i was yeah. like i don't even know if i'm gonna do this uh, when you and Karen talk about the importance of voting and how the South live in Georgia, by the way, of, by the way of Florida, is being underrepresented in the federal elections and we give out the biggest turnout, understanding that black men's voices should be amplified, especially in this election. I look to you guys for that kind of commentary for our community. Thank you, Glam oh, Babies. Thank you. Uh, appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Um, med- and I'm still mad that the, which black man voices is getting elevated because right. I don't know how. I saw Michael um, Harriet tweeted today or yesterday like he spent the weekend in south carolina 
trying to find a story of black men who weren't going to vote for Biden. And uh, he couldn't find any because there's not a lot of them. Does not. Stop spreading that lie. Right. I'm not saying there's zero, but this idea that we going to be the people that let him down. Come on, man. Come on, mm-hmm. man. It's probably less than half of a percentage point. It's, Get it's, out of here. I think it's wishful thinking. Right. I really think they really want, it's just, like, it's clickbait. They want that number to, to go up. They keep, they over here, y'all, giving us nothing, by the way. Mm-mm. Like, whatever you accuse the Democrats of doing, the Republicans are doing it worse when it comes to giving black people nothing about, but demanding we vote. Fuck them. Uh, Meditan says, uh, or Mad Titan, sorry, Mad Titan says, I love the chemistry you guys have with each other. Three hold it four says the host Rod and Karen. When listening, I feel like I'm hearing from my favorite cousins. Y'all are passionate about the podcast and love each other and love to have fun. You have a lifelong listener in me. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Mecca Price says so many things. Karen's laugh for sure. And the puns. I still think about my favorite guest, the race that la- that the lady I ran the police in Scooby-Doo van all time classic. <laughs> <laughs> uh ksr94 says your podcast is an authentic safe and honest black space and it's hella funny thank you and i wouldn't even call our safe necessarily space safe because i think comedy is kind of always a little unsafe especially yes, with us comedy doing it live on the fly because it don't take long like just one fucking comment you fucked up mm-hmm. but we try to keep i'll say we're a mindful fa- space i'll say that for sure yes and, and thoughtful yeah because yeah. i definitely don't want to promise safety because i don't think anyone can provide it Mm-mm. uh def not yoda says i love you both so much where do i start Roz's laugh is contagious karen cracks me up with her oh no and her mixing <laughs> up names for people i love that you both are truly down to earth <laughs> if i live near you i take you both to dinner friday nights i love all your content like listening to my besties my kids roll listening to white people news it is it is about uh jr nicholas says facts-based commentary thank you it's mm. rare these days mm-hmm. landor says all the laughs the sound of your laughs as well as how much you make me laugh we're all Aww. laughing together uh the folding chair says rare element <laughs> and uh someone replied with last and then she replied or a uh, rare element replied I'm type upset she's finally remembering the official weapon of the show. I know. She's getting better. <laughs> I've been on the streak. I, I, now, how long that streak going to last? I, I don't know. <laughs> Guess the race is hilarious, says uh, Mars. Nerdy the Sensei says, I must add that the Blackout Test Podcast live chat is the best. Give it, up, give it up for yourselves. Give it up. Get up for the chat room. Shout yeah. out to the chat room. Give it up for yourselves. Y'all looking so good tonight. Y'all looking good out there. Uh, lots of fam and a joyous attitudes abound always in the chat. That is that is facts though. Our chat, if you've never been to the live chat, you're missing out, they man. Fun. Uh, the only the hardest part of doing this show is I can't really read all the chat. You, I can, you can't. I can look up every once in a while. Sometimes you know help me sharpen my argument or make you know address a point before somebody gets to it. But yeah, y'all right. Yatunde Yatunde says I love everything about y'all, especially Karen's laugh. Oh, thank you. It's a big hit. All right. <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, I can't believe it's still going, but I'm going to keep going. Go ahead. No Wednesday Pod says the authenticity is apparently in the love you have for each other. It's apparent in the love you have for each other and in the way you break down so many different topics with a sense of humor. P- thank you. PhD says anytime Karen says who, 
and the passion you two have when it comes to speaking up on voting and your allyship and your allyship on LGBTQ plus issues. Thank you. We try. We not do. perfect, but we try. Uh, honestly, they make the bar so low. I, I'm sure we getting some extra credit. Some extra, write some extra points. I listen to these other motherfuckers. I just be like, God damn, you didn't read shit. <laughs> you out here fucking winging it. Like you just you still saying transgenders as a noun? That's all you uh, read one article, one, just one. Anyway, um, but we do try for real. Uh, D the Great says black. <laughs> Keep it simple. That honestly might be my favorite one. Black. All right. Yep. That's my favorite thing about the show, too. Uh, James <laughs> says, I really appreciate you and Karen's alliance with the LGBTQ plus community and enjoy LGBTQ news segment. Feels good to be uplifted and supported in a way that encourages us to preserve, persevere and grow together in unity. Thank you. Yeah. You know, thank you. I, I, I didn't really think about that. But yeah, you absolutely, man. That segment means a lot. And I know we're two straight people talking about something that we haven't necessarily experienced ourselves, but I mm-hmm. hope to be empathetic and relatable and at least connect the shared struggles that we experience. And I really do feel like whether it's, even if you're just a selfish ass motherfucker, selfishly, you should be looking at the people on the cutting edge, on the precipice of losing rights in this country at all times. Cause you are not far behind. No, you're not. It's all related. Uh, Leslie says how, how unapologetically you both are and inspiring. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, the says y'all from North Carolina. Enough said word represent. <laughs> okay. Come on and raise up. <laughs> Take your shirt off. Spin it around your head. Like a helicopter. Uh, <laughs> name the next, name another song. Uh, uh, <laughs> I will not. Uh, that's the one we got, but I ain't gonna lie. That shit goes hard too. To this day, that beat come on. Uh, Nerdy Sensei says, if it wasn't for the black autists, I would never know half the things I've been helped to discover with fucking with black people. I'm also a constant blur in the crowd for Nerd Off. Love that one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Eve says, too many things to name. The banter, guess the race, who knows, white people news, segment music, and Karen's bad puns. <laughs> Y'all do love those. Hey, y'all be encouraging me for them terrible ass puns. Shut up, podcast. Says when I was a teen and a young adult, hip hop was my black CNN. Now, as a tax paying mortgage having grown up, it's been your podcast. So, to answer your question, information I care about in the comedy. J252 says, I'd say it's y'all being open minded as somebody that's been listening to y'all since 2011 during my early 20s. Your podcast definitely made an impact on me not being a wild, toxic, hetero dude. Yo. I'm glad, man. You know, I st- still remember this person that I've now unfollowed because they're a fucking sociopath. But I still remember one time on Twitter, man, someone had said like something. It was like either a compliment of our show or like someone asked like, you know, what do you do to contribute to society or some shit? And I was like, you know, I do our show and, um, you know, I feel like our show people have written in testimonials that we've, and educated face to face with people hmm? face to face with people and some of them have yeah told face us to stories. face people have told us these stories mm-hmm. and i and i'm always proud when i hear a a, a black man specifically I, I don't mean to single it out like other people don't matter but it's just so rare that i that i see this and i love to see it 
when a black man says like because of the way y'all talk it made me think more about black women more about lgbtq people how it, i treat how my i treat wife. my family my mm-hmm. my daughter my mm-hmm. my son my like the conversations we have my politics i'm sorry that means a lot to me yeah. and it's not some shit you see all the time it's kind of rare motherfuckers these days get in some shit and be like this is i'm staying like this forever like people yep. think defiance is righteousness just by the the nature of being defiant and so uh yeah absolutely man that that means a lot to me and i i I don't know that it'll be a lot of people but it's but even one person is is good that we have dudes out here that are being more considerate Mm -hmm. so all right that's that's it for the show i don't have any those are all the compliments for yeah i had a lot to say yeah For the gram, 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 Um, yeah, I think, you know, I guess we could do sword ratchetness. Okay, we did. We don't want to shirk our duty. Okay, we do have one more thing to do. Man-wielding sword shot killed by Pima County deputies at Tucson Hotel. Oh. Yep. Uh, A report of a suspicious person around 10 p.m. on Saturday was at a day's end near Tucson International Airport. Sheriff's Department described a man yelling outside a hotel room waving a sword in a statement issued Sunday morning. The deputies tried to talk to the man upon arriving, according to the statement, at which point he removed the sword from his sheath. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. Chief. Been watching Ninja Kamui. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's bad enough you got it, but then you got the nerves to have it in a sheath. Unsheathing the sword when motherfuckers got guns. You better be a ninja. And every time I hear that, I always think of anime. I think they pull down and go shing. Yeah, me too. <laughs> ah! Every time I hear that, that like in like my the... mind, that's what I hear. And you see how this little line of light that goes up to the end, like bing. And then the moonlight glistens off of it. Yes, reflection. They turn it, look at themselves. Yes. They, they say whatever move they're about to do. <laughs> yeah, of course they got to announce it. Right. Like, oh, you look for the total eclipse samurai moonlight? <laughs> like, what? Yes. Um. All right. So he says, Debbie tried to talk to the man upon arriving. He pulled out the sword. A deputy shot the man and proceeded to apply first aid. Uh, the man was pronounced dead at the scene and no one else was injured. Um... They will investigate the incident because somebody, I think that's say. the routine. Please you know. do. Uh, and the sheriff's deputies, depart, the sheriff's department, I'm sorry, will held a separate investigation to see if any policies were violated during the shooting. Uh, so I guess we'll find out if there were. But yeah, man, the, the police don't normally play around when motherfuckers got swords and weapons like that. Mm-hmm. At least that, I haven't seen it work the, any other way. It's typically... Uh, someone getting shot uh all right y'all that's it thanks for listening we'll be back later on throughout the week uh until and thank you for all sincerely thank you for all the people that wrote in mm-hmm. for doing it for the gram it was it was great to get showered in love for this episode mm-hmm. and accept those compliments you know yes thank you very very much all right until next time i love you i love you too Mwah. Mwah.